This is Grumpy SEO Guy, episode 40, a summary of episodes 0 through 20. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy, and I'm sharing with you the strategies that have helped me successfully run my SEO agency for the last 14 years. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my knowledge and experience, discussing tips and strategies, and trying to help you cut through the confusion that permeates this industry. If you listen to this podcast, you will know more about SEO than 99% of people on the planet. Ready? Let's get started. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy. Let me tell you why I'm grumpy today. You know what? Actually... I'm not even grumpy today. This is episode 40. We're going to review everything that we've learned so far. Okay, but before we do that, actually, I apologize if the audio quality of this episode is not what you're used to. We've been having some uh, some severe winter weather, and it's been like negative 15 degrees Fahrenheit outside. And you know what? I'm not going to go to the studio when it's that cold. So I'm recording this from home, so you might hear some noises like, I don't know... <laughs> heat flowing through the vents (laughs) um but i apologize if there's background noise um and hopefully this one sounds pretty good fortunately my audience cares about quality content more than they care about perfect quality audio so let's get started in this episode we're going to review every episode so far we're going to do it very quickly and then we will be at a very good position to move forward and talk about some new stuff in future episodes. So this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say the number of the episode, the name of the episode. I'm going to give you a very quick explanation of what the episode was about, and then we're just gonna move on to the next episode. Okay, let's get started. But before we do that, my lawyer tells me that I have to say this right now. A quick disclaimer before we get started, everything I say here is based on my experience and opinion from 14 years in the industry. I don't officially know how Google or any other search engines work. Everything I say here is hypothetical and based on my experience. This podcast does not constitute advice or services. What worked for me may or may not work for you. Okay, back to the show. Episode zero, welcome to Grumpy SEO Guy. Probably figure what that one's about. Okay, episode one, the biggest lie in the SEO industry, it's probably the reason you're not at the top of page one. What's the biggest lie in the SEO industry? Content is king. Content is not king. In fact, with very few exceptions, content has very little to do with where you actually rank. And the one exception to that is like, if you have a content-related penalty, and we're going to talk about that very quickly. But I'm not going to do the whole episode again. You can go listen to episode one if you want to learn more about this. But basically, Content is not king, authority is king. In very few cases does the quality of your content actually matter. If you wanna rank, you need authority. Okay, episode two. SEO penalties, what they are, how to recover from them, and how to avoid them. So in this episode, we talk about three of the most common types of penalties. In no particular order, they are Over-optimization penalty. What is an over-optimization penalty? An over-optimization penalty is when too many of your backlinks use the same anchor text. Let's say, for example, you're trying to rank for the terms blue widgets. And let's say, for example, you have 50 backlinks and 45 of them use the anchor text blue widgets. Well, that's potentially an over-optimization penalty. So I should clarify and say that you know you have a penalty when your site drops out of the ranking really fast. Let's say you're at the top of page one. Let's say you're in position three and you're in position three and the next day you're in position four and the next day you're in position three and the next day you're in position five and the next day you're in position three and then position four and then position three, right? That's normal, okay? And then one day you're in position 90 
okay? And then you stay around position 90 for a while. That big drop out of nowhere, that might be a penalty. And so when you get a penalty like that, you need to look at your website and see what's going on. These are the three types of penalties that you should consider. And if that were to have happened and you say, well, wait a minute, I have 50 backlinks and 45 of them use the term blue widgets, you might have an over-optimization penalty. Another kind of penalty that we talk about is a spammy backlink penalty. What's a spammy backlink penalty? A spammy backlink penalty is when you're getting backlinks from spammy websites. If you get too many backlinks from spammy websites, you can get a penalty. And another kind of penalty that we talk about in that episode is keyword stuffing penalties. And so a keyword stuffing penalty is basically when your keywords appear in your text too often. So what does a keyword stuffing penalty look like? A keyword stuffing penalty goes like this. Blue widgets look wonderful on your blue widget shelf. If you don't have blue widgets, you can go to the blue widget store and look at their selection of blue widgets and you can buy a blue widget shelf and then you can display your blue widgets on your blue widget shelf. Like you get what I mean? Like that's just terrible writing. Don't write like that. That can get you a keyword stuffing penalty. Okay, at the end of that episode, we talk about something called negative SEO and I share a case study where we had a client get negative SEO'd. What is negative SEO? Negative SEO is when you basically give your competition a penalty through things like spammy backlinks or through things like over-optimization. People say that it's not actually a thing. It's a real thing. We had it happen to a client and I talk about what happened and how we eventually fixed it at the end of that episode. Okay, next episode. Episode three, how to build your own portfolio of authoritative websites to rank your clients. Part one, domain acquisition. This episode is also called how to build a PBN the correct way. Okay, so as you know from episode one, the way you rank is by getting authority. The best way to get authority is to get backlinks from authoritative websites. Actually, that's the only way to get authority. But there are four ways to get backlinks. One, do nothing and let people find your website. Yeah, okay. Number two, buy backlinks. Well, most SEO backlink providers are charlatans, so probably don't wanna go that route. Number three, guest posting and link outreach. Now, those are potentially dangerous, yet they can also work. They can be effective. I don't recommend doing it that way. I have a whole episode we're going to talk about in a minute about why I don't recommend doing it that way, but it's an option. Option number four, build your own portfolio of authoritative websites and use those. I have a three-part series on how to do that beginning with episode three. This episode talks about how to buy the domains that you need. There's a huge checklist that you need to go through because most domains are low quality and you do not want to buy them. But basically what you're doing is you're buying expired domains that already have authority and you're repurposing them into blogs that you use to rank your clients' websites or your own websites. Episode four, how to build your own portfolio of authoritative websites to rank your clients. Part two, hosting. This episode is also called how to build a PB in the correct way. So now that you have your websites, you need to host them. I should say now that you have your domains, you need to host them. There is definitely a right way and a wrong way to do this. I go into detail on how to do it. The short version is that every website needs to be on a unique IP address. By the way, those unique IP addresses need to be unique at the first or second octet. And on that topic, don't use SEO hosting. Okay, SEO hosting is a terrible idea and I explain why in this episode. That's what that episode talks about. Next episode, episode five, 
How to Build Your Own Portfolio of Authoritative Websites to Rank Your Clients, Part 3, Website Management. This episode is also called How to Build a PB in the Correct Way. Once you have your websites and they're hosted, there's a correct way to manage them, to build links, to remove links, to put content on them, and all the things that you have to do. This episode explains how to do that. Okay, next episode, episode six, the best and worst clients I've ever had and what I learned from them. So I'm not going to really go into a lot of detail on this one, but one of the things I talked about is when you're a backlink provider, you can have clients for years that pay you every month and you have almost no communication with them. Once the backlinks are up and running, there's not really the, there's not really much that needs to be done. It's pretty great. Some of the best clients I've ever had, I've spoke to maybe a couple times in four or five years. It's great. And then I also talked about the worst client we've ever had who half of it is because they were a terrible client and half of it was because it was my fault for not establishing boundaries before we began. But basically I had a client, like a whale of a client you could say, who thought that even though they hired us to do their SEO, that we should actually do all of their other stuff too. And because they were paying us so much money, I said yes, which was a terrible mistake. Listen to the episode if you wanna learn more. That's all I'm gonna say about that for now. Episode seven, the four most annoying things in the SEO industry. So I'm not gonna get into what they are, but basically there's a lot of things that are annoying. There's a lot of expectations and mistaken beliefs that people have. So a lot of your time, for example, when you first get a new client is spent educating that, not, not all the time, okay, but much of the time is spent educating the client on how SEO really works because a lot of clients will say things like, oh, so you're just gonna write good content for us, right? Nope. Or they're gonna say, oh, so you're just gonna like get some plugin, right? And then just like type in the keywords and then and then that's SEO and then we're gonna rank. Oof, where did you even hear that that's how SEO works? I mean, I understand there's, it makes, it makes perfect sense actually because that's what people think SEO is. If you search online for like how to do SEO, it's like use this plugin, use these meta keywords and a bunch of other stuff that will basically not do a lot for you. Anyway, let's move on to the next episode. Episode eight, everything you need to know to run a successful reputation management campaign. Now, let's start. What is reputation management? Have you ever searched for somebody online and seen bad things in the results? You've probably had that happen before. Maybe not to you, but I bet you've searched for something and seen like terrible reviews all over the place, right? Well, if you're the company with terrible reviews, you probably don't want anybody to see those. So what you would do is something called reputation management, which is basically managing your reputation online and getting rid of those reviews. Now, I have to be careful how I phrase this because you're not getting rid of them. What you're doing is SEOing other websites so they appear higher than those and essentially making those bad websites rank lower. So let's say the first 10 results are bad reviews, okay? What you need to do is SEO at least 10 websites to have them rank higher than the 10 bad websites. So basically, reputation management is no different from regular SEO, except instead of targeting one website, you're targeting at least 10 websites so that you can generally get the first page free of bad stuff. Now, I know that some search engines might not use pages anymore, but I'm still gonna say first page because that's how it's been up until recently. <laughs> but the first 10 results, basically you don't want anyone to scroll down very much and see any bad things. So you need to promote 
enough websites to get above the bad reviews so that the bad reviews do not rank. Or at least so they don't rank well. Okay, next episode. Episode 9. Six of the most common SEO scams. <sighs> like any industry with no barriers to entry, meaning anyone in the world can say they do it, okay? So SEO is not like being a lawyer, okay? And by the way, I'm not saying that every lawyer is a good lawyer, okay? But at least to be a lawyer, you have to pass the bar, okay? You have to go to school and learn things. You can't just say, I'm a lawyer, and then people pay you a lot of money. But that's not how SEO works. You can just say, I'm an SEO consultant, and try to get people to pay you a lot of money. Because of that, and for so many other reasons, there are many, 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 many scams in the SEO industry. Some of them are scams by sellers. Some of them are scams by buyers. This episode talks about some of the scams by sellers. Look, I'm not gonna get into all six of the scams now, but, but let me just tell you about one of them. So listen, one of the most common scams is to have case studies on your website. Now, that sounds like a good idea. If I were hiring an SEO agency, I would definitely want to see case studies. Here's why this can be a scam. By the way, case studies are not in and of themselves a scam, okay? But the way most people do it are because they're fake. So any real SEO case study, by the way, there's two criteria that must be met or you should run from the person who's trying to take your money, okay? Two criteria must be met. Number one, you need to sign an NDA before you see a case study. Why? Well, the SEO industry is very secretive and very private, okay? And if they are just willing to share who their clients are, that means they're just willing to share your information too. And I guarantee you when you're paying a lot of money for good SEO and you're getting good ranking increases, you do not want people to know who your SEO agency is, okay? Just that's how it works, okay? Number two, any keyword movement that is disclosed needs to be confirmed by an independent third party, okay? Let me tell you why I say this. I have seen scammy SEO consultants use Excel charts to demonstrate keyword movement. They say our client was down here and now they're up here. In other words, they used to be, you know, let's say position 15 and now they're in position one. Well, that sounds good, right? I'd like to get to position one. Yeah, except that didn't happen because they made the chart themselves in Excel. It's not real SERP tracking data. It's not real data. It's a fake chart they made in Excel. There's literally no reason to do that because real third-party SERP tracking tools make charts for you, you don't have to do it in Excel. So anyway, if you see clients plastered all over somebody's website, it's fake, it's a scam, do not trust that person. And if you see SERP charts, and by the way, I know everybody knows this, but if this is the first episode you're listening to, SERP, S-E-R-P, search engine results pages, it just means where is your site appearing in the search results, okay? And a SERP tracker is any tool that tracks the position of your keywords so you know where you rank, okay? Any SERP tracking tool that you have makes its own charts. You do not need to do it in Excel. Anyway, if you're ever on an SEO consultant or SEO agency's website and you see SERP charts and they're made in Excel, super fake, ignore them and start talking to the next consultant or agency because maybe that one's not gonna lie to you, but this one is definitely lying to you. There's five more common scams. There are so many more scams than just these six, but this is six of the most common scams. 
Okay, next episode. Episode 10, why one-time payments or lifetime backlinks are always a scam. Okay, so you've listened to the first nine episodes so far, and you know that you need backlinks to build authority. And maybe you've decided that you don't you don't really want to build your own portfolio because it takes a long time. It, it kind of does. Like, honestly, it can take six to 12 months. But you are going to talk to people because you know that 99% of backlink sellers are scammers, but 1% of them are legit. And you've been armed with enough information because you listened from episodes three to five. So you know about the details that are required for good quality backlinks. Now you're talking to SEO sellers and you find somebody and he says, or she says that it's a one-time payment and those backlinks are going to stay online forever. That is 100% a scam. Okay, real SEO is paid monthly. It's not paid lifetime or whatever. That doesn't even make sense. Let me explain. I go into a lot of detail in this episode, but the short answer is this. If you sell somebody one-time payment backlinks or lifetime backlinks, that's not a sustainable business process. Let me give you an example. Look, if somebody's doing that, a few things are going to happen. I don't really have time to get into them now, but basically, look, seriously, listen to the episode if you want to learn, but basically one of a few things will happen. Either one, they will keep selling backlinks to everyone forever and the site will turn into a link farm and you'll get penalized. Two, they will run out of clients. They will stop selling links. They will stop paying for hosting and the domain registration because they're not making any more money from the site and you will lose your links and then you just paid for a link that is not even online anymore. So that's a big waste of time and a big waste of money too. Basically, any site that is selling backlinks pays for its own hosting and registration through the sale of backlinks, okay? Selling a one-time payment does not work. It's not possible because let's put it this way. Let me give you one more example because I know there's people out there that still don't believe me. Let me give you one more example. Let's say you sell somebody a lifetime backlink. Okay, and then for whatever reason, Let's say you stop using that website. Maybe you change careers or something, right? I don't know, for whatever reason. Are you gonna keep paying registration and hosting on that website forever just because you sold somebody a lifetime backlink? In 10 years, if you haven't done anything with that website, are you still gonna pay renewal every year? Are you still gonna pay for hosting every year because you sold somebody a lifetime backlink? What about in 15 years? Are you gonna pay 15 years of renewals and 15 years of hosting because you sold somebody a one-time payment backlink? Of course you're not going to. That's why it is always a scam. And finally, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. The other thing that can happen, I said there's a few things that can happen. The third thing that can happen is your link might disappear. They might take your link offline. Ha <laughs> ha, I got that guy's money. I'm gonna take his link offline. Scammers who sell you lifetime backlinks and one-time payment backlinks because they're scammers are known to take your link offline. They go, ha ha, it's been a couple months. That guy doesn't know anything. I'm just gonna take his link offline. Great job. You just paid for a link that's not even online. You wasted your money. Don't ever buy one-time payment backlinks. Okay, next episode. Episode 11, SEO Stories 1. In this episode, I just share some of the stuff that's happened to me in my career, some of the people that I've met, some of the meetings that I've had, just some bizarre stuff that just really makes you bitter about the SEO industry, and I hope that I presented it in a way that was funny. Let me give you one quick little, you know what? 
I feel like this episode is already getting kind of long, so I'm not really going to go into that one. But if you want to hear just some stories, it's not really super educational. If you just want to hear about some of the things that have happened, some of the people that I've talked to, some of the people I've met that run SEO agencies and some of the nonsense they have shared with me about their own agencies, listen to the SEO stories episodes. Presently, there are two of them. Episode 12, why SEO myths exist and why the search engines want you to believe them. Okay, what is the purpose of a search engine? You might say it's to deliver great results. No, the purpose of a search engine is to make money. Okay, now their secondary purpose is probably to deliver good results because if they deliver good results, you will keep using them. If you keep using them, they will make money because occasionally you will click an ad. Why do search engine optimization myths exist? Well, let's say everybody knew that search engine results can be manipulated. And just to clarify here, search engine results can be manipulated. The purpose of SEO is to manipulate the search engines, okay? Look, people make a big deal out of white hat and gray hat and black hat. It doesn't matter. They're all manipulating the search engines. It's just how legit are you being in your manipulations, okay? like. I don't think that anything that we do is necessarily considered black hat, but I will tell you that all SEO, I'm, I'm the first, okay, look, I've run an SEO agency for 14 years. I am the first person to tell you that all SEO is manipulation. I don't care if you're doing like super legit, like clean cut, like never buying any backlinks because people think that buying backlinks is bad and manipulative. Like, let's say you're only doing on-page SEO and good content, okay? That's still manipulation because you're still trying to portray your website in a favorable light to the search engines. So still manipulation, still manipulation. Okay, SEO is manipulation. And then I think I said in this episode that if you don't like the word manipulation, you can use the word influence. The purpose of SEO is to influence the search engines. The purpose of SEO is to manipulate the search engines. You guys, the purpose of SEO is to manipulate the search engines, okay? Anyways, if everybody knew that search engines could be manipulated, do you think they would trust the search engines? No, of course they wouldn't. They'd be like, oh yeah, don't use that search engine. They can be manipulated, right? That would probably happen. Therefore, it's in the search engine's best interest to not let people know that results can be manipulated. Therefore, they say things like content is king. As you know from episode one and many other episodes, content is not king. Content does not influence rank to a large degree, like a tiny degree. I'm not gonna talk about it now, but let me tell you, if you're not ranking where you wanna be, it is nearly guaranteed that the problem is you don't have enough authority and very, very, very small chances that you have a content problem, okay? So search engines and let's call them SEO influencers because you know who I'm talking about, the gurus, many of them have some paid courses that you can buy if you want, okay? They all like to say, not all of them, most of them like to say that content is king. Content is not king. Anybody who's done SEO for more than, I don't know, a month, let's say six months, because usually it takes about six months of creating great content and not ranking at all before you finally grasp the fact that content does not 
matter. It usually takes, I, I'm just guessing from what I've read online, but I'm, I figure it takes about six months. I've seen a lot of people post online and they're like, it's been six months and I have great handwritten content and I have all these articles and it's awesome and it's it's so great and I'm an expert in my field and I know everything and, and it's great content and I'm not ranking and my competition has terrible content and they're ranking and they're in all the top 10 positions and what the heck. Like, awesome. It's great that that's happened because now you realize that content doesn't matter. Anyways, if the search engines were to make it known that you could manipulate the results and content doesn't matter, people would stop believing the results that they get and they would lose trust in the search engines and ultimately the search engines would lose money. Therefore, it's in their best interest to tell you things like content is king. Okay, next episode. Episode 13, things no one tells you about running an SEO agency. I basically just whine through this whole episode about how it sounds awesome to run an SEO agency, but it's really annoying because people always want to do things like pick your brain, which means give me advice for free. Luckily for them, I made a podcast where I share everything for free, but like, <laughs> seriously, anyway, um, it, it just, it sounds awesome, but you know, it, it's fun. Like I wouldn't have done it for 14 years if it wasn't great, honestly, but like, uh, there's a lot of things that are really annoying about it, so that's what I detail in this episode. Episode 14, six reasons why link outreach and guest posting are dangerous and how real SEO agencies do it instead. I'm really proud of this episode because a lot of people think that buying links is bad, but somehow doing link outreach and guest posting is good. Okay, let me define those for you. Link outreach is emailing a website and saying, hey, can I have a backlink? Your website is related to my website or this post of yours is related to my content. Can I have a backlink? It would be relevant and help your viewers or help your visitors. Okay, whatever. Guest posting is, hey, I noticed you have a website. I want to write an article for you and exchange I get a backlink to my website. Now that sounds like a win-win situation. They're getting free content, you're getting a free backlink. Whatever. Listen, I can tell you from experience that most instances of link outreach and guest posting will require money, okay? People with authoritative websites know what they have. Okay, if you have a super authoritative website and you know that a backlink from it is really gonna help anyone who gets it, are you gonna give it away for free? No, well, I mean, you might if you're like a really, really sweet person, but like, no, you're gonna charge for it. So, no, <laughs> just no. Look, I used to get emails all the time. I, I still do from time to time, but like link outreach and guest posting were super big. Like I like eight, six years ago, I'm trying to remember exactly, it doesn't matter. I get emails all the time from people. Basically, they were offering to buy an article on my website. They're like, we'll write the content, we'll pay you this much. And I appreciated the fact that they offered money up front, but I still turned down like 99% of them because it was usually some like scammy industry or I just, you know, I don't know. You gotta, look, you gotta do a lot of research before you put a link on one of your sites. Cause if you link to a bad quality website, that affects your website too, okay? So, I'm not just gonna give anybody a backlink because they might do something shady, which affects my website, and then that affects all of our clients that are being linked to from that same website. So, no. But anyway, if you wanna do link outreach and guest posting, it's fine. There's six reasons on that episode why it's potentially dangerous, but I'm not really gonna get into them now. But, you know, look, link outreach and guest posting 
can benefit you. It can. I'm not going to say nobody's ever gotten ranking increase from it. They probably have. Okay. But like, you guys, there's there's better ways to do it, okay? There's safer ways to do it. Link outreach and guest posting are not as safe as everybody thinks they are. Listen to that episode to find out why. Next episode, episode 15, SEO History 101, how to future-proof your SEO, the future of algorithms, and AI. A big part of being successful in SEO is understanding the algorithms and how they work, but more importantly, why they work the way they do. If you can understand the theoretical basis of how algorithms work, you will basically, and I'm not guaranteeing this, okay, but you have a better chance of not being negatively affected by future algorithm updates, okay? So two of the things that I share on this podcast, and these are the two main things, by the way, to understand how algorithms work, is this, number one, If it can be automated, it will be devalued, okay? Don't do anything that can be automated. If you're wondering, should I do this SEO strategy? And you ask yourself, can it be automated? And the answer is yes, don't do it. End of discussion. Second is this, would this ever naturally happen? If you're thinking about doing an SEO technique, ask yourself, would this ever naturally happen? If the answer is no, Don't do it, because even though it works now, it's probably not going to work in the future and might even get penalized, just like keyword stuffing and over-optimization, okay? Over-optimization, 10 years ago, was like the best way, well, I should say 12 years ago, was like the best way to rank any website for anything. And what happened? Spammers took advantage of it. You can't do it anymore. And they even made a penalty for it. So not only does it not help you anymore, but it penalizes you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, and in this episode, I explain the history of search engine optimization, how it used to work back in the 90s when it was all about keyword stuffing and how it works, how it evolved, why authority matters. And by the way, for everybody who has a problem with authority, Authority is going to be how it works until search engines get to a point where they can determine quality from reading content. They're not there yet. So in the meantime, authority matters. Anyway, listen to that episode if you want to learn more. Episode 16, how to do SEO on a brand new website. Okay, I get this question a lot. I have a brand new website. What should I do? This episode talks about how fast to build content, how quickly to build backlinks, and all the other stuff you should do. I don't have time to summarize it because this episode is already longer than I thought it was gonna be. Let's go listen to that one, that's episode 16. Episode 17, how to fix 100% of SEO problems. All right, let me summarize one problem and how to fix it. I'm not gonna explain the whole episode, you have to listen to the whole episode. Anyway, if you're not at the top of the search engines, you have a 99% chance that your problem is you don't have enough authority, okay? There's like less than a 1% chance that you have a penalty and there's less than 1% chance that there is a technical hurdle that needs to be overcome, okay? Probably the answer to your problem is to get more authority. You don't need to change your content. You don't need to change your internal links. You don't need to change your meta tags, okay? You probably, not guaranteed, but probably need more authority. Okay, next episode. Episode 18, how to sell SEO and how not to. You guys, 
This is another episode that I was very proud of. Look, I'm a technician, I'm not a salesman, okay? And I talk about that a lot in this episode. Basically, super short version, because you know this episode's not long enough already, I experienced great success in the first few years of my SEO career. And then as I transitioned into a full service SEO agency from being just a backlink provider, and I started to deal with more non-technical people and C-level executives, and I started taking sales classes, and I started doing all this stuff, I started to struggle, and I struggled so much. And by the way, I've pretty much solved those problems for myself, but in this episode, I explain why. So if you are selling SEO, maybe listen to that episode. If you struggle with sales, maybe listen to that episode. I don't know, it's up to you. Some people are natural salespeople. You probably don't need to listen to that episode. But if you do, it's episode 18. Okay, episode 19, how to keep an SEO client and why most agencies can't do it. You have probably noticed that most SEO agencies use contracts. These contracts are usually six to 12 months, if not longer. Now, does SEO take time to get results? Of course it does. Let me tell you a secret. The reason SEO agencies use contracts is because they are pretty certain they are not going to get results and they know that if they don't lock the client in with the contract, they will not keep paying them. The way to keep an SEO client is to get them to the top of the search engines. We don't use contracts. We do monthly payments, monthly subscriptions, whatever you want to call it, but anyone can cancel at any time and make no mistake, sometimes you as an agency or a consultant have to fire the client, okay? But anyways, that's a different story. We just make you pay per month. It's kind of like your cell phone company. It's kind of like your cell phone company, but that might not be the best example because sometimes cell phone companies lock you in as well. Look, it doesn't matter. If you wanna keep an SEO client, get them to the top of the search engines. I've talked to the CEOs of other SEO agencies who are dumbfounded when they learn that our average length of client retention is measured in years, not months like theirs. How do you keep a client for so long? Well, they're at the top of the search engines. Why would they leave? Episode 20, eight SEO questions answered. This episode talks about things like how much content you need. What should you do if you can't find any keywords that are not super competitive? How quickly should you post your content? and other questions. I basically just took some questions from Reddit and answered them. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review. It would really help the show out. I hope this episode was helpful. If you have any questions or want to suggest a subject for a future episode, you can contact me on Reddit. My username is Grumpy SEO Guy. You can visit the Grumpy SEO Guy subreddit or you can email me at hello at grumpyseoguy.com. If you email me, please either whitelist my email address or check your junk folders because I've been told that my replies are going into the junk folder and it's probably because we're talking about things like SEO and backlinks and I think those words will classify an email as spam. And if you want to support the podcast because it's the best source of SEO information on the planet and it's free, you can do so at patreon.com slash grumpy SEO guy. And I will talk to you later. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. Join us next Wednesday when we talk about a summary of episodes 21 through 39.